Well, hello, my friend. Welcome to the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast. My name is Jonathan Doyle. I'm glad you're here. I want to thank you for the amazing work you're doing in Catholic education every single day, fighting the good fight, preaching Christ, welcome or unwelcome, modeling the gospel through every aspect of your life, imperfect as you are and as imperfect as I am. Grace sustains us. Grace will carry us. We're here for a reason. You're here for a reason. And I want to talk to you today about a beautiful quote from a guy called Father Paul Dumais. It's one of those cool French names, D-U-M-A-I-S, where you get to say, Dumais, <laughs> I will have the fromage. Sorry to all my French listeners. I don't have any French listeners I've got. Please self-identify. If you're one of my French listeners, please do not be offended by my very poor impersonation of saying the word cheese in French. Welcome to the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, my friend. Listen to this beautiful quote. Father Paul says this, Your vocation is that vocation that will cause you to love the most. Your vocation is that vocation which will cause you to love the most. Friends, I've had the pleasure of speaking around the world to probably several hundred thousand Catholic teachers now, and one of the things I always talk about is we do a session on vocation. We talk deeply about this concept of vocation, vocare, to be called out, to be sent forth into Missio Dei, into the mission, the sending of God. But let's talk a little bit about this vocational concept, Vocation 101. We have to understand that Catholic education is not a job. Um, it is beyond that. It is a vocation. It is a calling. So I'm always trying to reposition Catholic teachers from the idea that, well, I chose this thing because we have good holidays and I kind of like it and kids are okay and you know my, I work with some good people and it's all good, as opposed to you were specifically and deliberately called into a vocation, a vocare, called into something. And that's a real access point for me. It's a real pivot point. For me, that changes just about everything. To move from, well, I got a job, to move to God specifically, individually, called me into this work. It's a very different experience of life. And so I always want to keep presenting that idea to you that vocation is where you are. Vocation is who you are. Now, the second part of this uh, concept here is around to the vocation that will cause you to love the most. Again, when I do live seminars for Catholic teachers, staff professional development days, I then talk about this concept of love. Now, concentrate, the way I teach it on stage is simply to say that love is obviously highly either sentimentalized in our culture or eroticized in our culture, okay? So we tend to have these two, these two parameters when we talk about the word love, that it's either sentimental, it's an emotional feeling, or the concept of love as it's eroticized, right? So what I try to do is share with people a really cool story, which was when I was doing my Master's in Philosophical Anthropology at the Pontifical Institute, we had a, a symposium. See, when you go to really fancy Catholic institutions, they don't have lectures. <laughs> no, no, no. Lectures are for other people. We had symposiums. Well, not even symposiums, because that would be that would not be the correct use of the plural. We had symposia. <laughs> symposia, my friends. So they flew over this world-famous moral theologian called Monsignor, Monsignore Livio Melina. And they told us when he was coming, they said, he is in, he is one of the world's top three moral theologians. And immediately the thought occurred to me, how do they rank them? <laughs> how do they rank moral theologians? Is there like a moral theologian Olympics? And Monsignor Molina, he's coming, he's finishing fast, he's taken third place. Anyway, I digress. So Monsignor Molina, 
Gaiman gave us this symposium, because it was a singular one, um, a symposium on love. So we did two weeks on love. And you're all thinking, how do you manage to do two weeks on love? Well, friends, it's a big topic. It, it's a huge, huge thing in human history, right? I mean, love's just uh, something that obviously affects all of us. And there was a moment when he wrote something on the board, which had a huge impact on me for the rest of my life. And I've shared it with literally hundreds of thousands of people. He wrote a definition for the word love. He wrote on the word, to love is to will the good of the other. To love is to will or to desire the good of the other. So to back to this quote from Father Paul where he says, your vocation is that vocation which will cause you to love the most. He tells us that this vocation we have is, a, is where God calls us to love the most. So really quickly, I don't want to take too long here. The next thing I teach Catholic teachers in live events is there are three levels to vocation. The first level is the vocation as son or daughter of God. Every single one of us by birth and baptism has that vocation. We are all called into that vocation to desire and want what God wants. That's our first level of vocation. The second level of vocation is our state of life which will be married life, single life, or consecrated religious life. So we're all going to eventually in life have one of those vocations. So if you're a priest, you're called to love, to will the good of the other, to serve and love people in that vocation. I'm married. i got a young family still. So I'm called into that vocation because God calls me into that vocation because he knows that's where I'm going to be called to love the most. So... The third level of vocation is the work that you do in life. Do you see, do you see these three levels? You know, son or daughter of God, state of life, and third level is the work that we do. So it's very countercultural, isn't it? Because for most of our contemporaries, work is considered in a kind of either structuralist or utilitarian modality, which a, a utilitarian modality would just be that the purpose of work is utility, right? From the Latin root verb uti, which means to use, that we that we use work to get something else, that we use work to get money and that money lets us get other things. So there's a very structuralist or utilitarian basis to work. In this Christian understanding of our vocation, this work that we do as teachers is to love other people, to will their good. So when you go into the classroom, God has placed you there, vocare, called you into that classroom, because God understood that that would be the place where you would learn to love the most, to will the good of the other the most. And to wrap up, the last thing that I teach teachers is to love doesn't mean to like. So I, I don't see in the scriptures a mandate to like other people. God did not say, Jesus did not say, go forth and like people. Because we're not going to, we're human. There's some people we're really not going to like. And that's okay. So we're not, we don't want to get beating ourselves up in that sense, right? We accept that there are some people that we're not going to exactly gel with. So we don't have to like everybody, but we can definitely love everybody, which means we can desire the good, we can will the good of the other. So there's this cool moment in my live events where I say, I say to the teachers, I say, think of the colleague in this room right now that you like the least. <laughs> and there's this awkward silence where everybody goes, and then I, I say to people, hey, don't make eye contact. Whatever you do, don't make eye contact right now. Excuse me, I snorted. Oh my gosh, I have to edit that out. If I didn't edit that out, I apologize. It wasn't a snort, it was more of a light sniff. I've actually been plastering, drywall, sanding this morning. So indulge me. 
So we are going to find students and colleagues that we don't like. But if God's called us into this vocation, he's going to give us the grace and the capacity to love them, to will their good, to treat them in a way, to speak to them in such a way, to see the best in them regardless of how they behave. doesn't mean we justify poor behavior or allow abuse. It just means that we learn to, because ultimately, isn't that exactly what Christ did? Like what's happening on the cross? You know, St. Paul says he died for us while we were still sinners. It's not as if Jesus said, okay, fine, I'll go up on that cross, but there's going to be some conditions. I'm going to go up on that cross when you are all really likable. All of you, (laughs) throughout history, every single one of you must be likable. I'm not going near that cross unless everyone's likable. No, that's not what happened. What did happen? He died for us while we were still sinners. He died for us while we were still selfish, lazy, indolent, abusive, judgmental, unkind, selfish, he died for us there. He willed our good in the midst of our brokenness. And that's what we're called into. So I want you to hold in mind that student that is really rattling your cage. You've been called into that place to love them. All right. I hope that's helpful. I'll give you one last thing. Just on this. I was in church a few months ago at Adoration. And I was thinking about the complexity of my life and the many demands and the busyness because my kids are still young and they need so much. And I used to think when they were really little, I thought, my gosh, they don't sleep. That'd be the hard part. No, 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 no. The hard part, I reckon, is around 13 to 20. I reckon that's the real hard part because they're making all their decisions around peer groups and all these different things and they're finding their way in the world and... I'm sitting in the back of the the church at Adoration, having a pity party, just me and my pity, pitying myself. Oh, Lord, if only people knew how hard my life is. Oh, my gosh, so much to do. And then I had this profound sense, which I don't get very often, which I hope it was the Holy Spirit, saying to me, well, maybe your life is not about you. Maybe your life is not about you. Because... We live in this moment in history where, you know, it's the iPhone generation, right? It's the I everything. Everything's about I. I want this. I want that. I like this. But what if our lives aren't really about us so much? It doesn't mean we'd be doormats. It just means what if our life is not so much about us and what we want? What if our life can also be about what other people need and how to bless them? Because that's what Christ did. And we just got to do that. All right. God bless you. If you'd like me to come and speak live at your school, Staff Professional Learning Day conference event. I'm back in the US this year, so anywhere in the world, uh, reach out. So there will be, here on the podcast, there'll be some links. If you go to the podcast page, you should be able to find a link where you can book a time to talk with me about uh, how we can do that. So go check it out. There's a bunch of other links there as well. But uh, friends, I hope that's a blessing to you. God bless you. My name's Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Pretty Much Daily Podcast. And we'll talk with you again tomorrow.